If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now, here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is Atlantis. And we also have a gift for you, but we'll have time more to, to go into what that gift is later on in the show. So, stay with us and we'll speak about it to you and define what you have to do in order to get that gift. Uh, the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey. She's the founder of the uh, Lucis Trust organization. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. And she wrote 24 volumes of literature. And all the dialogue you hear is from that literature, as is the following thought. The sense of God, of immortality, of subtle interrelationships, and of worship and the undue sensitivity of modern man is our outstanding heritage from Atlantis. I thought Atlantis was strictly a myth. Is there some spiritual basis for believing Atlantis really existed? Apparently there is. Um, yes, it's one of those great enduring myths that um, never seems to evaporate completely and that probably most um, intelligent, educated people um, treat with skepticism. However, there are references throughout um, human history to this civilization that apparently lived and thrived in what is now the Atlantic and disappeared in a great flood, which is a, a theme and a, a story, an epic that's uh, found in many different uh, religions. And um, even Plato referred to Atlantis. To me, like all myths, whether or not there's any um, real, documentable, verifiable evidence for its existence or not, there are truths that um, are encapsulated in this myth and that have much to teach us today. And one of the most important aspects of understanding Atlantis is suggested in uh, the opening thought when you spoke of our um, enduring heritage from Atlantis. Atlantis 
left a legacy that uh, conditions society today, particularly the United States. Yes, it said a lot of the um, uh, souls who uh, once inhabited uh, that uh, continent of Atlantis uh, um, have also returned to the United States and this part of the world, and uh, they they brought a lot of the problems that um, we still have today, and that's that's one of the uh, things that we should kind of bear in mind is the historical uh, connection there with Atlantis in terms of consciousness in particular. And the United States does have a particular um, relationship to Atlantis, evidently, because uh, this, especially the eastern part of the country, is located in the vicinity of where Atlantis was. And also it's said that a lot of the souls who lived on Atlantis thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago um, are drawn to the United States, uh, which gives this country its psychic and um, religious bent and its spiritualistic um, religious approach, if people are familiar with spiritualism. So there are remnants of Atlantis uh, that are quite unique to the United States, apparently. But it's um, <clears throat> it's inherited in, in uh, the whole of human humanity, let's say, uh, have, have um, kind of inherited mm-hmm. a lot of these uh, um, characteristics that were uh, predominated in, in uh, Atlantis. And uh, I think it's important to see how Atlantis fits into the whole process of evolution. It has and to do with consciousness, doesn't it? That's the best way to really understand it. I mean, we can get caught up in the physical aspects of Atlantis because it was a very advanced society at the time. But um, uh, it, it's important to see that uh, what was going on in the consciousness of the Atlanteans and even uh, at prior to the Atlantean, Atlantean times, the uh, consciousness of the human race that was evolving. And that's, that's very important to see this whole thing in this kind of historical context. Well, maybe we should sort of sketch out the three... Um, major civilizations that uh, in the writings of the Ageless Wisdom um, qualify or quantify human consciousness and its evolution. The earliest uh, of the civilizations is called Lemuria, which some of our listeners might have heard of. And ancient Lemuria was, um, I suppose we could say, the home or the civilization of what we would call animal man. Right. The the emphasis during the Lemurian time, which goes back millions of years, but the emphasis was on the physical body, of developing the physical nature. And that's why there was not consciousness as we know it today, but uh, it was strictly focused on the development of the consciousness, of the physical makeup, and the development of the physical body. And... Uh, Millions of years later, uh, at, you know, at the pace that evolution goes, uh, the uh, it was decided to include a more emotional desire nature and to develop that aspect of uh, human nature. So the Atlantean civilization that we are talking about today is uh, a step forward from the Lemurian stage because it um, brought about the development of the emotional feeling life in the human being. 
It said uh, that the people of Atlantis had really no mind, no mentality at all, speaking in terms of the, the lower mind that reasons, plans, plots, analyzes, discriminates, makes choices. The people of that time had next to no mind at all. They felt. They lived and they felt. They sensed, they suffered, they desired. They lived completely as prisoners of their emotional bodies, and that was for the purpose of developing that level of sensitivity. Mm-hmm. It had a function. Right, because it's <coughs> it's part of our nature that had to be developed. And um, it, I, th- I think it's you should point out that there were more advanced beings, apparently, during these times that were guiding the race, of men along at that time, they were providing um, the um, the ways in, in which uh, a new, the cities and the civilizations could be built. The cities were uh, large and they were um, much the same as we have today, we are told. But uh, they had in, inventions and they had uh, hygiene and they had... Um, uh, cities and with large buildings, and they even had command over the air, and uh, uh, they had aircraft. We are told, and but all of these great inventions were given to the people by the initiates of the time, and so that in a way helped to stimulate the desire nature, the desire for more material things, uh, which was right and proper in its time. But uh, as time goes on, that really uh, got them into trouble because, uh, uh, as we know, a great (coughs) schism erupted and uh, the war broke out and there was a lot of problems. During this period of um, Atlantean civilization, the consciousness of the human being developed um, a kind of a religious um, approach to life that hadn't been present before. And um, that's where our tendency even today to mysticism and to religious devotion uh, originated because human beings were so emotional and limited only to the emotions, they felt divinity, they feared divinity, and they um, were extremely obedient to the people in their society who were considered to be the priests and the the truth-tellers, the soothsayers, and so on? They they seemed to need authority. They liked authority, and they needed that authority because they didn't have uh, the capacity to uh, think for themselves so much, so they needed someone to lead them. They were easily led and easily dominated and subject to the influence of uh, people who claimed or probably rightly had um, a intuitive or psychic a link with the inner planes. The psychic realm was very highly developed apparently in Atlantis and um, it um, fostered, uh, I think, a very advanced type of magic apparently. People of that time knew much more about magic than we do today. That's all been lost. Mm. And it had to go, I suppose, because human beings Mm. needed to develop the the scientific mind. And it's that um, that 
it's that uh, that magic. The the they had command over the forces of nature at that time. They knew more so than we do today. In fact, about uh, how to uh, uh, manipulate the energies and forces of nature. I suppose listeners could say, well, how do you know that? Well, I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Manipulating nature. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but I've forgotten how to do it, so... (laughs) But uh, that's that's what it's written in the the, um, Ageless Wisdom teachings. And And it's quite extensively um, written. These are themes that appear in in a lot of the Ageless Wisdom literature. The point is to apply them to our consciousness today and to the problems that people are dealing with today because we are still um, reverberating from the influence of Atlantis. We're told in the Ageless Wisdom that the vast majority of people, even on Earth today, are Atlantean in consciousness, dominated by their emotions, filled with fear and yearning and desire, sensing uh, something which they aspire to, but without the mental clarity to know how to take the steps they need to take. And there's a much smaller group within humanity that is really beginning to polarize, we could say, in the mind. So it's um, a stage that we all need to understand. For those people who just turned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today is Atlantis. We have a gift for you today, and Actually, it's a paper on Atlantis, and all you have to do to acquire it is give us a call at 1-866-695-8247. The paper is taken from the works of Alice Bailey, and by the way, the easy way to remember the number is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Uh, the actual number is one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. It's a paper on Atlantis. It'll help you to uh, explore this topic on Atlantis in a little greater depth. And also, we just need your your help. Uh, these uh, radio uh, shows are very expensive, and we certainly appreciate the financial support you've given us in the past. And we do hope it continues. Um, and all the work, uh, not only the show, all the work of the Lucis Trust is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourselves who support the goals of the Lucis Trust. Unfortunately, we're not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor uh, who helps to pay for this program, and we depend on the donations, large and small, of individuals, so please give if you want these programs to continue on the air. And by the way, our website, for those people who would like to key into our um, archived library of shows and other information about Lucis Trust, our website is www.lucistrust.org. I think you might be very interested in our, our archived uh, library of past shows. They're on uh, many, many different uh, topics taken from the works of Alice Bailey. Uh, and uh, we'll continue with our show, but I just wanted to ask uh, Sarah and Dale, uh, is this um, information on Atlantis, is it taken from one particular uh, book of the 24 volumes of literature of Alice Bailey, or is it scattered material that you more or less put together for it's, the show? It's really scattered throughout the okay. books of Alice Bailey. There's no particular book that I'm aware of that deals with Atlantis. What do you think? Well, no, I mean, there are sections in one or two of the books that um, 
deal with, you know, I have a, a lengthy part about it, but one of them is externalization of the hierarchy, but uh, and that will be included in this paper, by the way. So you'll get most of the material in that paper. We, we kind of pull it together and make a comp- compilation of it. We were talking um, before the break about... Uh, the need for all of us to understand the Atlantean stage of consciousness and that so many people still live in that stage of consciousness. Another interesting point is that we're told that every human being kind of recapitulates these stages of being fixated or polarized in the physical body to begin with, then awakening to the emotional body and becoming a kind of a prisoner of the emotions driven by them, uh, especially the child and the adolescent um, for whom desire and feeling is often overwhelming and then the stage of developing the mind and uh, beginning to uh, move into life ruled by mentality and so we can see these various uh, stages of consciousness even within ourselves perhaps if we look back on our lives and within our fellow human beings. Um, what else can we say about Atlantis that um, will bring this whole subject to life? Well, the um, many of the problems we have today are having to do with materialism, I think, are related mm-hmm. very much to the problems that the Atlanteans had to face back in those days. I mean, even millions of years ago, as we said, their, their focus of... A, of development at that time was the physical and the desire nature and the emotional body and um, it wasn't <clears throat> too long before that began to turn against the whole um, focus of the you know the inner spiritual guides that were developing the the race at the time and it developed to a point where there was a great schism that erupted because the focus of materialism was driving their attention in the opposite direction from God. In other words, hierarchy, the spiritual guides, wanted to uh, develop and bring in more light. And I I mentioned earlier that they knew a great deal about magic and apparently the people of that time that were so fixated on material desire used magic to procure procure what they wanted. They were guilty of acquisitiveness and of theft Um, and they used this this greedy impulse for luxury uh, apparently to such an extent that even today we would be amazed and uh, baffled by the level of luxury in which they lived. I think it's very interesting to apply some of that insight to life in the United States today where luxuries seem to be more and more craved. Uh, And you wonder what the limits are for some people in what they think they need uh, in terms of possessions. Well, yes, it's that same, the same question, the same problems that are being recapitulated again on a higher turn of the spiral, uh, this time we are a little more uh, aware of what's going on. We have more of a mind to decide and, and um, <clears throat> to discriminate, which the Atlanteans apparently didn't have. And that uh, brings up an interesting point about uh, Atlantis that is, uh, 
I think, a very important point to understand. That society ended in a flood, uh, the flood being the symbol of water, which represents the emotional realm. They were literally inundated by their desires, by their emotionalism, in the great flood that is... um, Uh, hinted at in so many of the different uh, myths and religious traditions and the flood was brought on we're told by the spiritual hierarchy by the masters the advanced beings who at that time lived on earth and guided and guarded humanity's evolution and they reached a point where they realized that the humanity of Atlantis was so inordinately devoted to desire and to acquisition of material things, so dominated by emotion, that they decided to bring the civilization to an end. And uh, they withdrew. And they've been gone from active involvement on Earth ever since. It was because of this uh, (coughs) attention on material things and the building up of of the desire nature, it opened up the door for really evil forces to come in and uh, they kind of got the upper hand at that time and that's why the whole civilization was brought to an end and terminated because that seemed to be in fact to the hierarchy that seemed to be the only way now of course only the forms of the people were inundated and destroyed at the time but the consciousness of the soul's uh, lived on, mm-hmm. and those same souls have returned from time to time, and uh, perhaps they're still with us today. Well, as I understand it, today at the present time, there um, the whole problem of this element of desire and um, emotional fixation on the outer levels of life, on the material and the tangible, is again coming to a point of crisis. And so that's why it's said in the Ageless Wisdom that a lot of the souls who lived in Atlantis are back again dealing with the same problems because until we resolve these problems, we have to face them over and over again. But the interesting thing is that this time, humanity has enough mental development, enough mind, that hierarchy does not intervene. We are left to our own resources to work out this problem because we can do so. We have free will and we have a mind. We have the power of choice, of discrimination. We have the capacity to sense values and to discern the difference between material values and spiritual values, between the selfish impulse and the impulse to the common good. We have all of this wisdom, you could say, available to us and we are left on our own to draw upon it or not and the prediction is that if we don't get it right this time we will not go down in a flood but in a fire and uh, that fire was symbolic of uh, what happened in World War Two, World mm-hmm. War One and Two. I think they, they tend to see that as one great war one yeah. extended war and uh, that was very much <clears throat> a case of uh, the forces of darkness against the forces of light and this time uh, there was no interference by the inner spiritual guides because they felt that humanity was um, up to the task of uh, um, 
resolving it ourselves, in which case we did, mm-hmm. uh, almost uh, pretty much so. But I think the problems of the material nature are still with us. We have still have to resolve that because that focus is still directing our attention away from the light. And uh, that's what really we're here for, to bring, uh, to be uh, revealers and uh, expressions of the light of God. The interesting thing about the focus on the material plane is that the material plane is not bad, but that it has to be integrated with the inner spiritual dimensions and energies. If your focus is entirely on uh, the physical, the tangible, the outer realm, without uh, a simultaneous awareness of the inner conditioning spiritual energies that vivify and animate every aspect of the outer world, you are missing the point of life on earth. And I think this is um, a kind of a difficult issue to understand because a lot has been achieved by humanity on the outer tangible realms of life that has been good. Illness has been cured. Great uh, strides have been made in physical well-being for human beings. Those are all achievements that are, are good. But we can't turn our attention away from the inner spiritual realm of values and that's I think what's missing today. Right. What you said about the materialism, it isn't material substance or material things per se that is bad. It's the allure or the attraction that these things have upon us. I mean, we want to possess them, but um, really we get to the point where we are possessed by them. And that's what has to be uh, uh, controlled and brought about Uh, a change must be brought about in that respect. And that has to do with consciousness. That's why the values of sacrifice and sharing and unselfishness uh, are so important, not because they're just nice qualities, but because they indicate when they are really spontaneously expressed that humanity is moving forward in consciousness. And uh, as long as we live lives of selfishness and materialism, we're dwelling in the state of Atlantis, so to speak. Um, I don't know whether people can grasp the the imprisonment of that society at that time, the lack of um, the lack of mentality, the lack of awareness of the inner subjective realm of life. They weren't capable because it takes a, a capacity of mind to be able to do that and that's why uh, it's different today because we do have the uh, at least uh, the beginning stage of a mental development and this is a long long process that we're involved in and we have to work our way through it but uh, we are gradually moving uh, moving away from uh, the mental I mean the uh, physical and emotional control I was wondering, as far as our opening thought, you, um, uh, we took this um, quote from Alice Bailey, the sense of God of immortality. Uh, our sense, our modern-day sense of immortality, that comes from the Atlanteans also? Yes, this really? um, aspirational uh, sense of divinity on an emotional level, yes, is the heritage of Atlantis. Well, that's very interesting. Well, we have a, um, a gift for you today, and we hope you take advantage of that. Um, it's a paper 
uh, paper on Atlantis, and it'll help you to uh, understand it um, better, and you can explore the topic more deeply. Just give us a call, and that's how you get it for free. Give us a call, request the paper, and ask for it, the, uh, the Atlantis paper, one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. 695 The easy way to remember it, one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.